Yo, yo, welcome to living in Germany. Welcome to living in Germany. <laughs> Sorry, this is I like to start. Start is a bit of a wrap. How's everybody today? Good, good. I'm cool. Yeah, enjoying the sunshine. That's funky. You're the funky man. Yeah, it, um, that's one of my uh, one of my inventions for back in the past, man. Back in the past, some old old school. Hello. I'm liking I'm liking that walking baseline. Yeah, actually, <laughs> you know, what, actually, yeah, I think it um comes in after. Wait, 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 wait. You know, it's actually kind of unfortunate that I don't play bass because I think I'd be a wicked bass player, man. I might buy myself one and practice a little bit. Yeah, sounds yeah, like a good idea. So, well, you know, right now, since everybody's out of work, <laughs> <laughs> I would have nothing but time. Taking gigs, potential gigs away from those bass players that are out there starving. Yeah, that's true. They're probably, they're probably dead. So there's going to be loads of jobs available. Actually, probably, actually, if you are a musician, there's going to be a lot of jobs available because obviously all the musicians are dead because they've all died of hunger. You know, they were starving to begin with. That's terrible, Wayne. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> ever since, ever since uh, first I've been salty, man. I don't know why. I've just been so salty. <laughs> yeah. All right. And, um, all right, so what we're talking about today, I think we're going to go on to a bit of um, our first experiences with the, the language again. We're going to carry on a bit because we only got um, half it done last week. And then we're going to ask uh, the questions about our first job experiences. So, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I actually got to say this last, last time, but um, with my first experiences with the German language, uh, actually it took me, I don't know how long it took you guys to learn. And I think we probably spoke about it a little bit. Um, it took me almost uh, t- two years, and yeah, I would have said I would say two years as well. Well, I think it took me like five years to actually get proper good at it because for the first two years I was kind of like, even though I did four uh, German courses, uh, I was always like back and forth, and no one was really speaking with me. You know what? What I did realize is when someone spoke English, they would always try and speak English with you in German. Did, did any of you guys notice that? Yeah, well, yeah, I had that. Yeah, it's really frustrating because uh, you you start off speaking German, and the first time you make uh, any kind of grammatical error or you say something incorrectly, they say, "Oh, come on, let's speak English." I think yeah. they want to practice I, their English as well. Yeah, well, it's not only that they want to practice their English; is they they don't want to they don't want to be correcting you constantly. <laughs> yeah, sounds very. Do you, you think Germans are like that correct. though? I, like, I mean. Yeah, come on, German's quite good now. It's not perfect. It's far off perfect, but it's quite my, good. My, man, shit, mine's not perfect. I wouldn't even, I would never, ever, ever tell that lie. Um, my my, my uh, German is okay. You know, uh, what, what they say is, manifestation. Wait a um, you know? Uh, Butch, can you get a bit closer to the microphone? Because you, um, you're a bit, a bit further muffled. away or whatever. Yeah, it's a bit muffled, yeah. so we can't understand what you're saying. Oh, okay. Well, you know what I can do is I can put you on hold on hold on hold on i can change my settings oh, please hold the line it, uh, <laughs> huh? please hold the line no dude it's easy i'll just disconnect my headphones okay. and then 
then I'll oh, yeah, go. That's lock, lock. That Let's sounds lock. better. That's clearer. <laughs> Gotta get Butch to sing for us one time. Uh-huh. But, you know, you know, I'm actually using Butch a lot now because um, I know as soon as they allow him to speakers. As soon as they allow him to um sing again, I'll I'll never get him back Book on the settings. show. <laughs> Who who's allowed to sing? Uh, when Butch is back doing time. his gigs, uh, uh, we'll never get him back on the show. Oh no, we have to get him, we have to keep him off. on the show. Actually, on a Monday, on a Monday, Tuesday, I think that would work. no, 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 and he might be, he's always all over the place. Nah, if I wouldn't. Yeah, I need to get my speaker going. Hold on. All right, you get your speaker going. I'm going to explain a bit in German. I'll mute you. Um, so, yeah. You carry on. Yeah, so basically, um, yeah, whenever you try and speak to German people, it was always a case of, yeah, to quickly revert to your language. You'd be like, but I want to learn German. That's why it took me probably up to five years to actually learn the language. Like I said, I, I went to school and I, the, grammar, the grammar I learned quite quickly. But all the rest was... Um, you know, this practice of speaking took so long because everyone yeah. seems to speak some sort of English here and everyone wants to practice, you know? Yeah, I, I held myself back and my ex-husband could speak perfect English. Mm-hmm. So obviously I was incredibly lazy. And yeah. then I worked somewhere where they wanted us to speak a bit of English. Yeah. Um, that was part of the, the job. And um, yeah. I think I understood quite a bit of German because back then we didn't have like satellite and cable television. So the only channels we had were CNN and NBC yeah. in English, which were so boring. So I, okay. the German started coming in because I just left it on in the background or the radio was on in the background. So you start hearing German. So For what, me, what? I was uh, working around a bunch of Americans. I worked on an American military base. And mm-hmm. even and, and even though um, most of the people that worked there were Americans, there were, there were quite a few Germans there that had been there in forever, but they didn't speak English. They spoke Felsisch. <laughs> and, and I was living, I was living in uh, a little Felsisch a village that had Asia. How many people did Gal Greyweiler and Sankt Alban have? In total? In total, yeah. Somewhere between a thousand and The two little villages had total less than 2,000 people. So. Oh my okay. goodness, my school in London had 2,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> That's some tiny exactly. village. <laughs> exactly. And they spoke they spoke Felsish and it was not the it was like uh the Felsish that was just local to that area. Mm. You know. Um and so the few people where I worked that spoke German, they spoke Felsish, but it was similar to what I was speaking or what I was exposed to on a daily mm-hmm. basis, but uh, not the same because those people, I was living near Bad Kreuznach and, and they were living near Kuzel, yeah. you know, uh, which meant, uh, and they, they, called, they called Kuzel the Hinterfalz at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and so they spoke a, a, a different uh, dialect than we did. It was all Felsish, but depending on what part of the Falls you were from, that determined what brand of Felsish you spoke. 
Was it like a different um, quality with the like, the way this is the Bello Falsish version and like Hunzruk, I guess they speak, no, they didn't speak Falsish, did they, Hunzruk? Falsish, uh, uh, what would what would you say they? Uh, I, I guess I think it's kind of like Ryan Hessen or some shit. Is it Hunter Ryan Hessen? I, I don't know. All I know is that they speak a version of Falzish, but they always have different names. And it, yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, I, I think I think that's kind of like uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, Ryan Hessen, or it it was it was like okay, where I'm from was called. Uh, uh, the Pfalz, the Südliche Weinstraße, that's the Pfalz. And then you have Rhineland Pfalz. Hey, Aisha, were we in Rhineland Pfalz or were we in? Yeah, we were in Rhineland Pfalz. And, and so uh, Koblenz and all that shit was. But that was, that was also the Pfalz, but it was a different. Well, that's Pfalzmose. Okay, see. See, that's what I'm saying. There's these different kind of variations of it. Fals, Mosel, Westfalsish, Ostfalsish, yeah. Rhine Frankish. Oh, my God. <laughs> so kind of... I'm, yeah, I'm actually crazy. really glad. I'm really glad I was in Koblenz. But they speak also a version of Falsish. Yeah. Wait, here we are. Wait, 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 wait. What's what? this here? I'm trying to figure it out. It was crazy. It was crazy, man. And my problem was, my problem was, I was, I was uh, working every day with a bunch of Americans and speaking English. And then when when they didn't understand what one of the Germans was saying, they they dragged me in and say, "Hey, what are they saying?" And then uh, uh, they would, we would kind of like understand each other, but. It wasn't until it wasn't until I actually quit working for the Americans. I was there for like nearly five years. Mm-hmm. When I finally quit working for the Americans, I was I, and I decided I was going to go full time music, man. That's when I had to like really, really buckle down and get my shit together as far as German was concerned. Okay. You know, and and it and it happened pretty quickly, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I was because I had I got to the point where I was having to do my taxes. I was having to do everything in German. My uh, my my uh, wife wasn't able to do all that stuff, so I did all that stuff. You know, so, so. that so that that goes into the, actually the, the main question of today, which is um, your first ex- what was your first ex- job experiences and getting set up in in uh, the new neighborhood. Um, so I know that you worked obviously in, uh, in, um, on the, on the, on the military base and you wasn't really, mm-hmm. see when you work on a military base, cause I worked also for the military for a little bit and, uh, there wasn't much Germans actually. Wow. There was a kind of German presence, but they didn't speak that much German there when I kind of speak English because of the Americans. So I felt like obviously mm-hmm. my German wasn't improving working there. But that wasn't mm-hmm. my first first job. Um, but how did you? Because you you actually was you here the longest, or is um was Queen Elizabeth here longer? I don't know who was the longest. Um, I'm here 23 years. I think which is a little bit longer. Well, isn't it? I've been yeah, I've been here since 1993. So you've been here longer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been it's I've been, been here in 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 July. It will be 27 years actually. So wow. so so actually, so you're coming from a completely different Germany. Than I am, for example, I don't even think. I think, Liz, when did you get here? Me? Yeah. Um, ninety-seven. 
Okay, so you was it still the Euros then? The Euro, no, not the Euros. Yeah, sorry, the Deutsche Mark. Deutsche no, Mark, Euros. Yeah. Euros came around what? Two thousand one. Yeah. Two thousand one or two thousand? Yeah. Yeah. So you guys still yeah, had the Deutsche old Mark. Germany. You guys had the still had the old Germany. The and old a lot of people. Germany. Yeah, because yeah, in a way, there, there's like two Germanys and it that exists. Look, when did the um actually when did the war come down? Actually, the war. When did the unification come? Was, was that nineteen eighty nine? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay, so, so the unification. Still in England then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when I but when when I when I first got here, uh, the East was still pretty fucked up and <laughs> seriously, still is. I mean, still I, is. I, I might, twenty-seven years later. <laughs> yeah, well, the I mean, as far as uh, when you would drive over there, the the autobahns were terrible, the roads were terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there is a big difference. I noticed that as well, even when I came later. You know, it was, yeah, and, and like, if you happened to be a, a person of color, you were looked at like you came from another planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my, um, my, uh, uh, the husband of my uh, wife's niece was a truck driver. And when I first came over, uh, you know, he used to, he used to drive, he had, a, he had a lot of deliveries in the east man and the cars were different the way people dressed were different the way they spoke was different yeah. uh the roads were different the 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 houses looked like if you blew on them too hard they'd fall over yeah very gray and very um yeah yeah and the, and spe- the, I the, think it the was there i saw were... speakers in the street as well like loudspeakers in the street in the street i and uh what do you call it? The well, traffic I, didn't, lights? I didn't see any of that, but what I saw was everything was under construction. It was like yeah. all of the all of the West German resources at that time were still going to rebuild the East. Mm. You okay. know, and and it was it was really 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 crazy, and and uh, a lot of the uh, West German like uh, there were a bunch of uh, old. German cars from the West being sold over there, you know, because they they were they were still driving the uh, the Ladas and the Tropies, yeah, over there. But they wanted anything that came from the West was they in wanted demand it. over yeah, there. They wanted it. Okay. I remember going yeah. to Berlin with a guy who lived in Berlin, and he showed us around, and everything was a complete building site. It was chaos. Um, yeah. Obviously, he knew his way around, but he was telling us that the buildings—they didn't even know who the buildings belonged to because mm-hmm. all the paperwork got chucked away, and people were trying to discover, like, oh yeah, this this building probably belonged to my grandfather or my uncle, and it was actually yeah, yeah, yeah. chaos. But it was interesting, yeah. definitely interesting. Yeah, that, that's that's the way they like. Um, uh, not to to dwell on it too too much, but my um, ex wife, uh, she her family came from the east. They were they were quote unquote blue bloods, and they had castles and shit. Really, wow. the blue yeah, bloods. But when the yeah, but when the when the um, when the Russians came in, they basically just took everything everything yeah and and uh they were never able to prove 
that they, I mean, they killed off, they killed off a lot of those folks. You know, the, they, uh, a lot of the, the, the blue bloods, they were murdered and, you know, because they were, they were considered decadent and criminal, blah, 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 you know, crazy, and, crazy and, and you could not prove that you ever owned anything. And the, the stuff, the, the land that they owned was, uh, sold to some rich Russian dude. And when, I don't when think they'll well, ever huh? now be able to find out even now. No, there's it's no way. Gone. Mm. Yeah, it's gone. Well, I think but it was remember, basically on purpose, um, and it? it was on purpose. That was. But getting back to like going, my first neighborhood, I lived in a place called Horsham, which is just the outskirts of the city of Koblenz. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of anti foreign um, feeling there. They obviously realized oh, yeah. well, it wasn't yeah. German. And I had this German neighbor who came and knocked on my door, and she brought my yellow rubbish up, yellow rubbish bag. And yep. told me that there was something in there that wasn't able to be recycled, that I'd mixed my rubbish. I was kind of like unaware of all this, and my husband didn't tell me really how it was working. And she said, Yeah, there's potato peel in your yellow rubbish. And she'd taken the time out to come up and bring me my rubbish. And of course, me being me was like, oh, Okay, if you've got time to um, bring me my rubbish up, then maybe you'd like to separate it for me. <laughs> well, and, you know, from from you know, from my perspective, it's like, why did this woman? Why was she like inspecting your garbage? Yeah, exactly. well, that's that's yeah. a, a typical yeah. German trait. There was a woman opposite me, and I could set my watch on Tuesdays at eleven o'clock because she'd come out with her basket and all her kind of implements to get rid of all the little weeds in between the paving stones. Mm-hmm. And she'd be scraping away, and I'd go, oh, it must be 11 o'clock on Tuesday. And she came over at some point and said, you haven't washed your windows this week. I was <laughs> like, I haven't washed my windows. I haven't washed my windows since I've moved in. Yeah. It's my answer. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is really strict and crazy, because obviously being in England, we're pretty chill. I mean, I do agree on recycling, I will say. But nobody would come over and say, you haven't washed your windows. Yeah, no one cares. Like in England, like <laughs> they're not that. I mean, they're still nosy. You got the nosy neighbor. Um, yeah, culture going on in England, definitely. Uh, neighbor, uh, it was, it was, it, I, I thought it was ridiculous. I mean, shit. You know, I made the mistake. I pulled my car into the yard and was mm-hmm. washing my car. Oh, oh, oh. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. lost their shit, man. That's funny, you know, isn't it? Because yeah. you're not really allowed. I don't know. See, I always look at it and say, was that on purpose? Because they say, okay, if they're washing their car at home, then we don't have a business where they can use the, like, wash and log, you know, the, um, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call well, it? The, the car wash, Their yeah. objection was you're not allowed to work on Sunday. No, that's crazy as well. I found I that really difficult. in my yard washing my car. And that's considered yeah. work? That is considered work. You're not allowed to do DIY on Sundays. Oh, that means I can't build up my um. <laughs> well, the guys gonna come Wayne, over. you just broke another rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're gonna carry co- on tomorrow. You're gonna no, break another gonna, rule. I might do it in silence, but um, like I've got you know, I just told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got neighbors across the street, and they'll be over. They'll definitely be over. You know, you're not supposed to work on Sunday. I just find it. I found it bizarre because everybody goes to the DIY store and does kind of weekend stuff, and here it was just a complete no. It's forbidden. 
You can't yep. cut the grass. But some people only have time to cut the grass on a Sunday, maybe. No. Yep. Are you allowed to cut, you're not allowed to cut the grass on Sunday? No, because it makes a noise. What? Yeah. Seriously? Jesus Christ. It's just like, just like I had a, a friend who used to, he, he was a saxophone player. Yeah. And, uh, one time he was he was practicing his saxophone in the middle of the day. Okay. His his neighbor actually called the police on him. <gasps> yeah, Jeez. because it's um uh, the because he was destroying yeah. he was disturbing her quiet time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what between um is between it one, one and three or one something. and three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even it. That stuff just never bothered me because I was brought up in London and I went to Brighton and you're all living on top of each other and I love hearing all that. And if you've got a baby, the baby grows up in that noise. I think that's okay. Unless yep. it's, you know, like a bulldozer outside your house or something. But here yep. they're so, so strict on respecting the peace and everything that you oh, end up nuts. becoming quite stressed out yourself. Like, oh my God, am I being too loud? Like not hoovering. No, but, that but, was a, that was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Are, are we still, I mean, I don't know if the, okay, we were probably talking about rules that when you, when you guys first got here, I don't know what, I mean, uh -huh. we've relaxed a lot of things now, so, um, or is Not it still really. the same? <laughs> yeah, well, look, well, wait, I mean, it depends on where you're at. It depends on you where you're at. If you, if you live in one of those little villages where everybody, yeah, that's you know, what, yeah. is, is in everybody's business, man. Uh, it was really difficult for me because like, I had neighbors that would, um, you know, my, my, my son turned 16 and uh, he demanded that I buy him cigarettes <laughs> because he was old enough to smoke, you know, right? And, and I said, I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll give you your allowance. And if, you, if you're adult enough to smoke, you're adult enough to figure out how to pay for that shit. Mm. You know, yeah, but I'm going to give you your allowance and that's all you're going to get. Well, um, uh, his friends, parents thought I was just the, the worst piece of shit. I'm an American. I don't know how to, how to behave in Germany. And uh, his, his friend's mother started buying him cartons of cigarettes. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, just like a, uh, an age, yeah, you have to start like as of 18. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I don't allow my kids to smoke, and you don't have the right to buy my kids cigarettes. You know? No, it's true. And uh, uh, you're, you're in Germany now, Mr. Williams. Your kids have rights. Yeah. He has, a, like, I don't, I mean, what if I, if I don't have the right to, uh, to decide that I'm not going to buy tobacco for my kids. You don't mm. have to interfere in my, you know, family life. You know, yeah, but they, but they are kind of, they're always into each other's business. I'm very lucky. Oh, I have absolutely. That's, that was a, that was the hardest thing for me. Mm. You know, he, he was, you know, once he was 16 years old, you know, he was allowed to go to the clubs. Well, um, With the muti settle, the muti settle. <laughs> no, the, the he was allowed to uh, legally, he could go to clubs, but he because he was only sixteen, he had to leave by midnight.
Yeah, yeah. Well, my rule was on school nights, you're in the house by 10, dude. Mm-hmm. What did he say? Well, he was in by 10 when Good. I was home, but I wasn't always home. I mm-hmm. worked in a restaurant that was open 24 hours a day, and being the manager, I was in there a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so he, took, he took liberties. Well, yeah, because he intimidated his mom a bit, mm-hmm. you know, and she would... Uh, she didn't want to deal with him. He would kind of like get in her face and, and she just said, well, just get out of here. Leave me alone. You know? Okay. Yeah. That's a different thing, isn't it? Yeah. And then, um, I, uh, I, uh, I came home one night and it was like midnight. He wasn't there. Uh It was a school night. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Right. And uh, so I'm sitting there. I decide I'm not going to go to bed until this kid get, until this kid comes home. Uh-huh. Four o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he, is, he is drunk off his ass. No <laughs> way. Climbing the stairs to the apartment. Trying know. to climb the stairs to the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and when he put his key in the door, right? I snatched the door open and grabbed him by ah. his collar. <laughs> <laughs> and and he said, he said, hey. <laughs> then he said, if you lay a finger on me, I'm gonna call the cops. Oh God. I hope you sent him to school the next morning. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And when he got home from school, I told him, three months. You are not to leave this house for oh. three months. Right? Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> of go? course, of course. Well, I was, every, every time I left my house, somebody, one of the neighbors was, who do you think you are putting your son under house arrest? Like oh, that? God, it's child cruelty in Germany, yeah. You know? Really? Yeah, that's no, why absolutely it's crazy here. Yeah, that's why it's so from Germans are absolutely. Like and I, you, I, I, I mean, I wore out. I, I had to retread my lips three times because I was telling people to fuck off so often. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like I was wearing my lips out telling people to fuck off and mind their own business. You know, you could it, was be a, unlucky it was like a full time someone- job. Yeah, you could be unlucky and get someone calling the Jugendamt saying, "Yeah, he's like locking his kid up for three months." That- you know, a very nosy, horrible neighbor. So that was like, yeah. so that was basically like, like when you first got here, you realized that <laughs> the Germans are a lot stricter than, say, for the, for example, the Americans. I mean, I guess in England, we probably Except have the same when it comes rules. to raising their kids. Well, it's I like, mean, it's like, it's like they, they were, they were, they were like trying to make sure that I followed the rules. But when it comes to your children, you're not allowed to have any rules. It's like they have this anti-authoritative Kindererziehung method. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's like, hey, uh, whatever the kids do is okay. You know, I think that is. Supported and encouraged and, you know. Um. Which I, I think, which I fully agree with, as long as they're 
you know, doing that's, things that are not self-destructive. Yeah, I, I mean, the longer I've been here, I've come across a, a, the spectrum of lots of different parents, but at the beginning, they seem to be very strict. And this whole kind of going to the playground and taking half your house with you, you know, and coffee and cake, and it had to be at three o'clock. I was just like, whoa, they're not very chilled. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but I've met people that are really chilled. So it's like, I look at it with different eyes now. Well, it's, it was when I, when I got away from the fucking, uh, uh, the, the, the small towns, mm -hmm. the, what I call the cow towns, the Kudorfs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, once you got away from that, then it was a, it was a, it was a different ball game. Um, mm -hmm. The people were uh, city people actually. Yeah. You know, you know actually, once you got around the city people, it was a little bit different. I think, um, that was my experience. When I got to Germany, I think the first thing I noticed that hit me, because first I was in Zweibrücken, and then I moved yeah. after, how long was I there? Uh, six weeks, two months, three, two or three months. And then we moved to Mainz. And the first thing I noticed okay. was the huge presence of, obviously, Turkish people. I was, like, hold mm -hmm. on a minute. I was like, hold on a minute. Wait a second. This is meant to be Germany, but there's like Turkish Turkish people make up the half the demographics here. Yeah. They're like half the people. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, actually at some point it was so shit for me. At some point I was like, um, this ain't Germany. This is Turkmeny. This is Turkmeny, yeah. yeah. I was like, why is there so many and Turkish you, people here? Then you learn to speak German with a Turkish accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bruder, hey, Bruder, <laughs> Bruder. Yeah. Yeah, they have a I completely do. different vocabulary. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um, apparently, it was Italians before the Turkish people, though. Was gooks do? Yeah, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, actually, true. Yeah, there was a lot of it. Yeah, that was it. It was um, Turkish people, Italians, and Russian yeah. Russian people. They make up the, yeah. the general makeup of uh, when I got. I don't know. Oh, actually, right. what was it like? Because um, obviously, these questions are probably. Um, so I guess you probably wouldn't notice too much, Liz. But maybe Butch, Butch, what was the like African presence here when you got here in '93? Um, was well, there many where Africans? I was there? Uh, actually, there were there were uh, there was a, a Somalian family in Rockenhausen. Mm -hmm. um, the father, uh, they were uh, uh, asylum seekers. Okay. And the father was. Uh, a professor and an engineer, but um, hmm. he wasn't because he was an asylum seeker. He wasn't allowed to work. He wasn't he allowed was, to work. Yeah. And he was on um, he was on welfare, and but because he was on on welfare, he was required to uh, work for two marks an hour. Oh yeah, my God. the one year cleaning up cleaning up yeah. the the park. This is just horrible. It's just awful. You know, actually, yeah. I think this is the only country where they can get someone coming. Because I met a woman uh, a few years back, and she was um, a chemist, a, a fully fledged chemist. And she said, yeah, when I got to Germany, all I could do is clean. And I don't understand yeah. why this country is probably the only, like, like I've seen people go to England, and that's why I really mm. advocate England. You go to England, you work your way up, and you could probably get a business in like two or three years and really be successful. In Germany, it's kind of like, if you come here, you could be like, look, I'm a doctor in my country yeah gonna do it here no well, no the, no but, hey man that up again. but, like but that that's well. but that's 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 not entirely true if no. you were 
Russian or Polish or Hungarian, one of those countries where you were not a person of color mm-hmm. and you came to this country, you were immediate. Uh, all you had to do was have paper, produce paperwork that says, well, 200, 300 years ago, my family was German. Aha. Uh-huh. Right? Ah, that's the trick. Right. So it lays in your roots, basically. Lies in yeah, your roots. and this, 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 the, the, the Polish people that lived upstairs from us, they got a, they got money from uh, uh, the German government, and mm. they were, they were in the apartment for a year. A year later, they were buying a house in Dielkirch. I know people that have bought a house, and I was kind of like, hang on, they've just got regular jobs. How did they buy that house? Mm. Because now, they got money from the government. You just answered my question. Absolutely. Okay, I so. actually in Horsham, the area where the lady was checking my rubbish bin, there was one black guy, and he was uh, married to a white woman, German woman, and people literally crossed the road when they saw them. Really, that I found that's a yeah. that's an interesting so, question. Oh, how was it? How was it for you? Well, I mean, Liz, you can answer this question too because you was obviously English. Uh-huh. You must have experienced some sort of um, discrimination because you were from Britain. Yeah. Um, well, yeah basically a bit, quite a bit of anti-English and in this particular town it was like you're foreign you don't fit in here <laughs> pack your bags and leave our country yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or the no, classic Auslander house yeah. you know yeah she and then oh, we moved uh, to hey, hey I got a I got a letter sent to my house uh in Stuttgart about uh what when uh it was about seven years ago okay seven years ago uh, Auslander Raus. Really? Oh my God! Uh, was that from absolutely. the AfD by any chance? No, uh, it, it was from a person or persons unknown. Really? Someone yeah. made the effort to send you a letter to your house. Uh, 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 that's yeah, really sure. bad. That's really bad. Sure. Well, I experienced moving from Horsheim sort of across the border to Landstein. I was like quite concerned from the experiences I'd had in Horsheim, that it was going to be the same in Landstein. Completely different. They were so, so friendly. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, it must just be this area. And apparently I've heard since that, yes, they're very kind of anti-foreigner. Um, and as I say, this one black person that I ever saw in the whole time I was there with his white wife, they used to cross the road and they really obviously didn't like them. That's crazy. Um, but Landstein was fine, and, and since then, with, with the whole language thing, going slightly back to that, people find it cool the way I speak German. They say, oh, are you Dutch? Or where are you from? Oh, you've got such a cool accent, and blah. And it doesn't matter with the mistakes. They say, hey, we understand you. Yeah. So there is that. And I mean, I understand 99% of everything people say to me, and I don't care now. If I don't understand, I just say, hey, repeat that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I used to, that's one of the things when you first learn language, you're scared to be like, uh, it's have this standard, you know. I didn't understand. It's like, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna pretend. I'm just gonna pretend you smile and nod at it. You just be like, yeah, yeah, all yeah. sweating and that. Like, okay, I, I kind of understand, but uh, no, no. Uh, so we have. I mean, some, we, when, when I read letters, like the bureaucratic letters, oh, I man, think Wayne knows what I'm talking about. I get halfway through the sentence and try to continue reading, and I've forgotten the beginning of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so long and bureaucratic and I'm like, and all the words obviously are together and I'm just like, huh? And I can't even yeah. Google it because it's too much. So then I would say, okay, I'd read it, take it to a friend and go, what exactly do they want here? Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, um, 
But can you tell me what it was like for you in night? Because you was probably really, was you really Ger- you was the German wife, wasn't you? Yeah, she was of German descent. Uh, so how was it for yeah. you then? Because you must have. I mean, I know you don't give a damn. I know you probably didn't give a damn. Then you was walking around like you American and that. But did you ever experience like frosty? <laughs> I don't know. Hostile. Oh man, I dude, dude. Oh come on. Are you kidding me? I was I was living in a fucking cow town in in the fuzz. Mm. You know, I was dude. Okay, I'll give you an example. Working my ass off, bought my first new car, living in this village, mm. right? Get up to go to work one morning, my car is gone. Wait, so I took your car? Yeah. No way. My car was... St- I'm do- I'm, this, is, this, <laughs> this is the blog, the broadcast. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, and so... Uh, I, I go outside, getting ready to go to work. My car is gone. I'm like, what the fuck? Where's the car? I thought I parked it right here. Mm-hmm. So I walk around the corner, no car. I'm like, this is strange. Yeah. So I'm thinking, did I forget to set the brake or something? <laughs> yeah. down the hill. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm walking down the, down the hill, around the, and it's car's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So call the job, call the police. Right. Mm-hmm. Turns out, people that stole my car had broken into the uh, post office two kilometers away, drove a van into our village, and they dropped off the van, which also happened to be stolen, mm-hmm. and put their loot into my car. And then they drove my car uh, 200 and some odd kilometers away yeah. where they stole another car and continued. Okay, so but, that's crazy. Um, Bad yeah, luck. Yeah, but that's, that's the, the next day. There's, of course, I mean, uh, well, that, that day there's cops. They come to take my statement, you know, and so of course everybody sees the police mm. parked in front of my house. Yeah, yeah. You so know, they're thinking the negative side of things, then. Yeah, they're thinking I'm probably beating on my wife or something. Yeah, um, that's just so so small-minded. You know, and then when they found out, then when they found out my car was stolen, um, somehow that was my fault. Oh you know, right. my, The burgermeister <laughs> comes to my house. And he says uh, that he thought it was pretty strange that the first time they have an American living in the village is also the first time in the history of the village that someone gets their car stolen. And for him, that was just too much of a coincidence. Oh, please. I said, you can put down the coffee cup and get the fuck out of my house. That's so, so, so bad and ignorant. That is just hey, But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop no. there. There's okay. more? Yeah, sure. A lot more. Uh, the people, the people that stole my car, mm-hmm. uh, they left a pistol and a bulletproof vest in my car. What? The there was a detective from the criminal polizei. He wanted yeah. me to come down and make a statement about my gun and <laughs> and your my, gun, oh, your gun, no my way. gun, my gun, and my bulletproof <laughs> vest. Jesus. 
this sounds like a movie on Netflix. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. And he, this guy was not gonna, uh, uh, I said, dude, uh, I didn't, I don't own a gun, nor do I own a bulletproof vest. He said, well, you know, in Germany, uh, it's not like America. You can't own a gun here without permission from the government. Yeah. I said, dude, I do not own a gun. He said, well, can you come down and make a statement? I said, I just made the only statement I'm going to make. <laughs> you know? And he, w- he just wouldn't let it go. He called me every day and tried so to. And then, then, he came, then he came to my house. Mm. Right? It just so happened that my landlord was pretty well connected. Uh, and she came and and she just basically ripped into the guy and said, this man is a victim of a crime. Mm. You know, and rather than try and solve the crime, you're trying to accuse him of something. Yeah. yeah. And probably trying to pin said, the crime on you. We're probably trying to say, yeah, you did it. You staged everything. Well, they, no, they, they knew, no, they knew the, the people that did this were, okay. they were R- Romanians and they had been doing this shit. For quite a while. Yeah. There was, you know, the smash. Yeah, but they were trying to connect you into it as well, basically, because you're a black guy. No, they, no the, 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 the gun was a separate crime because the gun uh-huh. was found in my car. It was obviously mine. I said, well, you also found an ashtray full of cigarettes and you found, <laughs> you found cigarettes in my car as well. Mm-hmm. I do not smoke, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So that the, the cigarettes weren't mine. Why? Why are you assuming that the gun was mine? You know, and it's you, you, even you, looking you, puzzled. You know, and they 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 were just they were just fucking idiots, is what they were. No. Yeah, it's just small. And it was. Hey, the first time I pulled into into Aldi mm-hmm. with my family in my car, right? I'm pulling mm-hmm. into the parking lot. This policeman comes up to me and he says uh, he wanted to see my my driver's license and my identification. My wife says, uh, what's the problem? He said his answer was, irgendetwas hier stimmt nicht. Wow, please. You know, and then she said, what? And he says, he said that he was going to ask the questions. (laughs) (laughs) It. Right, yeah. and then he said, "Whose car is this?" And I said, "Well, whose car do you drive?" <laughs> said, That's my car, you know, uh, you know, and 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 of course this is my car, and and then he started talk, and then he started talking to my wife, and she was really upset, and she said, "We we're just trying to go go shopping. Can you please shopping. leave us alone?" Uh-huh. You know, and uh, then the guy, he said, well, I've got your 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 name and your address. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to check everything out. And if everything's all right, you won't be hearing anything more from me. But and then he said again, Ignit bus 
here stimp niche. That's crazy, man. That, that, really that, crazy. So that, so that was how like it was I said, when you I got was here. Living in the Kudorf, man. Yeah, yeah, I that was. was in a, in, that's what you probably thought you kidnapped. Because I'm pretty sure uh, one guy, one police officer, I don't know what it was, but may have suggested that I was. Dude, I'm I, sitting in a car with 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 a wife and kids that look like me. You know. Yeah. Crazy. Maybe that's was, what stimped niche. <laughs> 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 How did you get a German lady? What's going on yeah. here? <laughs> Who is this well, guy? I had a guy in um, Horsheim, again, that said he heard me speaking English to my kids and my ex-husband was speaking German to them. And he said to my ex-husband, why is she speaking English to her kids? Not knowing if I could understand German. And he said, oh, because she's English. He said, she's in Germany. She should only speak German. Yeah, yeah oh, that's yeah, the that, whole that German. Happened, that, happened, uh, that, is... uh, that happened to me about five years ago. I was in... Uh, inside of uh, Reva in Stuttgart mm. and mm. I was I was uh having a conversation with my uh wife then and um this uh this old lady said uh du bist hier in Deutschland and then here in Deutschland wird Deutsch gesprochen and I said and I said in, in German I said I'm not talking to you and I'll speak whatever fucking language I like to speak, yeah. you know, yeah. and my wife and I choose to speak English to each other. And that's none of your business. Exactly. Why don't you go shopping exactly. and continue yeah. your shopping and I'll continue my conversation with my wife. Yeah. No one's got the right to tell us what language to speak. It's, yeah. That is something I find quite um, offensive. That's high, that's high level racism. I think it's high level racism. Yeah. Well, well, that's the kind of shit that's going on in, in, in the States right now. Uh, these, uh, these two people were speaking uh, Spanish in uh, in a shopping mall. No, it was in a coffee house in okay. New York City. And and this this guy who happened to be a, a law student walked mm -hmm. up to them and told them that they needed to speak English. Or go what? back where they came from. No way. I'm sure he's a yeah. bit more educated than other people. Being a law student, supposedly yeah, sure. he should be a bit more educated. But see, these, see that what's happened now is that an atmosphere has been created where these yeah. people feel safe to come out of the woodwork. Yeah, exactly. I've I've seen a few articles on that, and it's yeah, it's just a whole new. Ball They've game been around now. all the time. It's just they didn't feel it was safe for them to mm -hmm. come out from under the floorboards where they dwell mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. no everyone has the right to speak like the, up, like the rest one. of the cockroaches you know yeah my ex-mother-in-law said i should only speak german to the kids and my german was bad then and mm. Mine um, too. yeah and i'm like no i'm gonna speak english and um then about sort of four now years your later, kids are bilingual right yeah exactly yep. and four years later she was telling her and best friend oh my my grandchildren are bilingual she was so yeah. proud of it and i was just like what <laughs> <laughs> no that's just proud so yeah. anyway so like, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my my first job in germany yeah. my first job and i'm not really embarrassed to say because i tried to, i tried my best to to get get a job here but I found that the political, the bureaucracy around getting the job when you're not from the country yeah. is a little bit more intense than I imagined. You know, I thought I would come here, chill out, go to the job centre, give me a job. Like in England, give me a job yeah. and I'll be working next day. No, nah, it yeah. wasn't like that. 
So I went round and every time, you know, they'll give me an interview and my German was very bad. But everyone was always like, yeah, go to the airport. You, everyone speaks English at the airport. And when I went to the airport, everyone was like, yeah, we, we, you can speak English, but you also need to speak German too. Mm. So I'm in these interviews and the guys are speaking pure German with me. I'm just looking, like I said, looking sweating. Smiling. Yeah, sweating. And like, they must have said anything to me. There was a monkey in the tree. I was like, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like, so so anyway and then right wait and then they said to me okay you know we think it's better if you go and take a german course and then when you when you're ready you can come back and we'll give you a job i was like smiling and nodding and that and i was like and i went home and i was like i think i've got the job so your job is to go to german school and learn. yeah that was it and then i never heard nothing back from them so anyway that's when i actually went on some german courses but in this time my first job was actually a cleaning job at a gym okay so i just went in there like i was running around different places i was like man i'm just gonna go in there and see if someone gave me a job so i went in there and i said i, said to the, I looked at the gym i was like look do you have any jobs man i need to do something he was like we, we only have a cleaning job available i was like yeah i'll do it but i called it like a um service craft so i was yeah. like ah oh, service craft that sounds like not like a cleaner it's not like a cleaner it was called service no. craft so when people used to ask me what yeah dude, what job you do i'm like service craft are oh, you a fitness trainer yeah i'm a fitness trainer never looked all muscly but i was a fitness trainer yeah i'm cleaning toilets <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um that was my first job and that was my first kind of experience um mm-hmm. in the german system but setting up stuff up here a bit of german then did people come up and ask you things or were you cleaning after hours yeah i was kind of like i was like the first, so there was a night guy and then when he was finished at four i think or five i think we had to be at mm-hmm. five till eight so we only did three hours okay and so i would come when he left so i never actually got to see anybody like so i'd clean up right. in like an hour and a half yeah an hour and a half and i'd be like okay i'm done and yeah. then um, I'd disappear. Well, uh, I didn't really get a chance to pick up German. My German slightly improving when I met my wife and I decided I'm just going to speak German with her. And, mm-hmm. then, and from then, that when my um, German really started massively improving. Yeah. But, uh, well, my first job was in the Irish pub in Koblenz. Mm-hmm. And they kind of wanted us to speak English for the whole English-Irish experience that the waitresses all spoke English. Mm-hmm. Um which was like kind of okay until I got literally sent on the floor, like thrown in deep water and everyone spoke German to me. And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. I was guessing, yeah, okay, they were three Guinnesses and four beers and this and that. That was okay. Because it was very repetitive, like how much does it cost? I seemed to learn the numbers very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then um, how to say, yeah, it's okay, thank you, and all this stuff. And then I picked up a basic German there. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes people ask me things and I just look at them like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> say links, links of Barnhoff. Yeah, and the longer I worked there, the easier it became. And then of course people wanted to speak English to links me. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, that worked out. And then sometimes trying to tell the taxi driver how to take me home was quite difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, if he didn't know where I, where where I was explaining, but it, it was like quite an easy start, I think. And then I'd go home, and obviously my husband spoke English, so I was kind of in a bit of a bubble. Mm-hmm. And when my husband then got a job near Frankfurt, I was one hundred percent on my own with the child during the day, and I had to mix in if I wanted to go to the playground mm-hmm. with the coffee and cake ladies. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so did you guys have in, ever have an experience with um, the Arbeitsamt or Job Centre? Yes. Uh, Mine, my, my, I, I went and, and registered for work, but um, before uh, it got to the point where I was, uh, got too deep into that, I was already offered a job, so. Okay, so you missed, you missed have, the whole system. Yeah, I only had experience yeah. when I became a single mom. Um, and then I kind of got part-time jobs, but they continually pressurized me to write 12 um, job applications yeah. a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get called down, like to the job club, and they'd um, basically just go through them and check you out that you've really done it. Um, so I used to print them out and just change the name on the top of the name and address on the top of all of them <laughs> um, and then I found I found my own jobs okay. yeah they they needed that paperwork and that protocol basically yeah because I could tell you that these guys are some of the most unfriendly people you can ever come across actually it was really funny to get my first job actually not to get my first yeah. apartment was really stupid because um I had to um go to the job center and they wanted me to have insurance. It's a compulsory to have some sort of insurance, your health insurance. Yeah. I didn't have this. I came here and I had this, um, e, I think it was at, the, at that time it was an EU card. E11? Yeah, that's um, it. E11. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Butch, can you tell, um, is that your wife laughing in the background? Or is it uh, TV? Actually, that's, that's, no, that's my, that's my girlfriend and my daughter and my girlfriend's best friend. Okay, um, it's kind I don't of coming through. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, that's what I meant. Your girlfriend, it's kind of coming through on the audio. It's a little bit um distracting. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go into another room. That'd be perfect. And close the door. Yeah, I know they're having a good time. I don't want to disturb them. But we're almost finished now, anyway, so it's okay. Hey, man. <laughs> um, what's it called? So, yeah. Um, what was I saying? I was saying something about. Going into oh no, you were being rude um, to me about my my uh, my girl. <laughs> no, not your girlfriend. No, no. Fine. you were talking about the job center. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, so yeah, some of these uh, people I had to. Oh yeah, the health insurance, and there was a yeah. guy, a guy. I don't know what was wrong with him. I think he was probably a, cl- a kind of a like I don't know. He had some f- some issue with me because I used to go in there, and I'd be like, look, I need, you know, this was to get my second job, my second job in my first place. I was like, look, I need health insurance to get this job and this place and he was like um no no you can't just come here and get it you have to be insured from like when you first got into germany i was like no i had an e11 form i had, I had my health insurance from england if anything happened to me i went to the doctor and they sorted it and they charged the british queen mm. and these and this yeah. guy every time i used to go into it, i was like look i need it i need it and he'd be all shaky he'd be mad you know he'd be really like you could see that <laughs> anger in his eyes i was like this guy's a <laughs> If this guy's not racist, I'm the queen mother, I swear. I was like, man, yeah. this guy was really like, he just didn't like me. And the only reason it worked out in the end is because I knew a girl who's, whose brother worked in this branch. And he basically was like, no, you don't need none of this, man. Look, you can come, and go, come with me. Uh, it's Technica Krankenkasse. And I'll sign you mm-hmm. up. Sign up immediately. And everything went smoothly. But this guy was trying to send me to, it was the Barmer. No, the guy from the Arbeitsamt was trying to send me to a company called Barmer. Uh, they're yeah. healthy, uh, Kraken Castle too, 
And this guy in that place was giving me so much stress. I was like, look, just sign he me up. He trying to send you up somewhere yeah, just, else, yeah. Yeah, he was sending me in a circle, man. And that took like two well, months. It's like when, they, when I first came here, uh, uh, I was told that I couldn't even get a work permit. Uh, you said this last week about that you would then became German or something. Well, no, no, no. That was that was uh, when I job. went to apply for work on a on the American base ah, the first yeah. time. They told me that I couldn't look for work without a German work permit. But when mm -hmm. I went to apply for a German work permit, the guy told me that uh, I couldn't get a German work permit because I wasn't German. And then mm -hmm. um, I went to uh, I went back. Hey. I said, what am I supposed to do? This guy's saying I, I can't get a German work permit. <laughs> the Americans it. are telling me I got to have a German work permit to even look for work in this country. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and so the guy at the the guy is telling me I'm 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 not supposed to get a German work permit. And, he, and then uh, did you tell him that you were married to a German and that you live here? I said, yeah. And then then she said, oh, I'm gonna go with you. This was my my wife's niece. And she went down with me and she said, why are you telling my uncle that he can't have a work permit because he's not German? Wow. And then the guy said, I never told him that. I said, <laughs> oh, God. that's exactly what you told me. Crazy. And, that, and that's exactly why yeah. I tell you, these are the worst people. Some of these people are the worst. I think it's just a vicious circle with all the German stuff because I remember <laughs> getting shoved from pillar to post to go, please yeah. bring this piece of paper. But you can't get that piece of paper until you've got that piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you, you try to go to that office that is obviously closed. <laughs> and it or, can take or, two weeks yeah. to get the or, piece of or paper. Or you, you, get, you, get, you turn it, you get the piece of paper, you turn it in, they tell you it's going to be ready in a certain number of days. You go back and they don't have any yeah. idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So th then you have to resubmit it yeah. and start the whole process over again. You know, it's just, it's, it, 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 it's, it's just, I call it beamta incompetence. Yeah, yeah. I've had it recently with um, when my son moved to Mines for university. I took a hell of a lot of paperwork down to the job center because it changed how much we were allowed to have and mm -hmm. um then i got a nasty letter saying well you haven't you know it's a manual a reminder why haven't you sent all this paperwork in so i personally went down there and um they said oh yeah you did i remember you because you're one of the good ones i went yes mm -hmm. they said oh well we haven't got your paperwork i said well, you know i brought it in she goes yeah sometimes it ends up in the wrong file I turned around and there were all these like paper cardboard files on the wall. And I said, but didn't you scan it into the computer? She's like, mm, sometimes the mistakes are made. And I said, okay. So she said, you need to fill it in again. And I gave her such a look. She said, actually, don't worry. We'll fill it in. You just sign it. And I was like, and they've never found those papers. Yeah. Well, um, somewhere. When, 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 when my first wife was pregnant, Mm. With my first son, um, uh, we weren't married at the time, and I uh, I tried to get her a visa. Okay. Uh, to go to America so we could get married. Okay. And um, filled out all the paperwork. Nothing nothing in the meantime she's pregnant and if mm. she goes if she goes past uh six months she, they're not gonna allow her to fly yeah exactly right 
So uh, all this paperwork is done and they can't find the paperwork. Mm. All right. So then uh, I, I get on the phone and then they finally tell me, yeah, you ha- what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to send it via Western Union and you're going to wow. have to pay all this money to get it. So yeah. that's what I did. I, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't have time to, like, to fight with them. So I, I paid the money, sent the paperwork again via uh, Western Union, and it got lost on this end. No way. Yeah. <laughs> God. It got lost on this end. So I ended up having to take leave and fly to Germany. Ah, what? To Crazy. fly to Germany, do the paperwork on this end, mm. then uh, 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 make sure that the people in America knew that this paperwork was being redone mm. a third time, right? Crazy. And then uh, uh, I flew back to the States, right, and and kept my fingers crossed. And in the, meantime, in the meantime, she's seven and a half months pregnant. Oh no! Right, but but uh, she was able uh, to fly, you know, okay. because we basically lied and said she wasn't as far along <laughs> as she was, <laughs> right? And oh, and uh, yeah, but she she came over and uh, we were married like uh, two weeks later, mm-hmm. you know. And well, I, I I couldn't get married till after the birth of my first child because the paperwork in Germany took too long. Yeah, and I said it, I don't want to. I want to get married like I want to look slim and gorgeous and beautiful. And this guy just kept asking me for more and more paper to the point that I was rude and basically said, "You need to know what size shoes I'm wearing." <laughs> and he looked. Oh, it was at me it was crazy. German and then lo and behold six months later when we went to the registry office all ready to get married he opened the door and he walked out he was the guy that married us and I was just oh my god (laughs) you could just sort it yeah you could just sort it there and then man I don't get it man I don't get this no No, I think we all agree that like first of all you have it's like these these individual beamters have way too much power there's mm. nobody putting any kind of checks and balances on them. And, mm-hmm. and the, they don't give a shit because they're going to get paid whether they do, whether they process exactly. one application yeah. a day or a hundred. Yeah. You know, they don't care. What I've learned is though I have got a printer. So I print stuff out and make copies at home. Mm-hmm. I put the date on it when I sent it in or I literally physically take it in put it on their desk mind you that didn't work on that last occasion <laughs> but yeah. i just write everything i've become They're, german in that sense yeah don't you think these the guys there um the the chance that these guys make a mistake like on their end that's going to cost mm. you down the line is so high in this country like i was getting um Definitely. um social health because when i got my second job it was a part-time job for the post um so mm. i was working um I don't know, 15 hours a week, I think. No, mm. 20 hours a week. And basically, it uh, wasn't enough to live. So they would, they was like, because I was still, I was still at the Arbeit Amt. Or so they top up the rest. They top up the rest, yeah, to a thousand uh, euros. But I didn't know that. 
So they were paying me the full money, which is like mm. 750 or 800 euros a month. And plus I was making from the um, from my job about 800 euros. So I was like, man, 1,600, man, I'm chilling. I'm, chill, I'm having a good time. I was getting all this money in. And I was mm. like, yeah, man, life's good. And then eventually I got another job where I got the same money that I could leave the Arbeit am fully, 100%. Anyway, after they let me go, of course, because um, what I didn't know in Germany, they give you so many contracts. Like they give you one contract and then they give you another contract. And when I came here, it was like, they can give you up to three contracts, each contract being at least three months, well, up to four okay. years. They can do that up to four years. They can keep giving you extensions for four years. I was like, what kind of okay. draconian system is that? So I don't know. Like no what, idea. What? Yeah. What they did at the post, they gave me free contract extensions, and then they, they said something in German, and then I just knew that was my last day. And I was like, "What the hell?" Uh, but luckily, yeah, luckily it didn't take long to get another job. Um, yeah. No. Anyway, I can, I can never get behind it. It's crazy. Anyway, a couple of um, years later, I get a letter from the from the social amt, uh, the social, uh-huh. or my uh-huh. And they were like, oh, we overpaid you. I was like, wait there, this, what did it mean to overpay me? You, you owe us so many thousands of euros because uh, we overpaid you back in 1962. Too much money. Whoa. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they were like. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I wasn't even here in 1962. They sent me a bill because of the time when I was cl- claiming, they paid me something like 2,500 euros too much. For the time that I was mm-hmm. claiming, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We need that money." Yeah. They were like, "We're gonna need that money back." I was like, "Hold on a minute, like now." <laughs> yeah, like literally now. <laughs> so oh I'm there, my god! And you know how that is—that's a back and forth. So wait there, you can't prove to me. And in the end, I realized that yeah, they had overpaid me. So I was like, "Okay, yeah. I'll give you a hundred, hundred pound a month." You know, that's it. That's all. Yeah. I uh, but um, yeah. the fact that they made that mistake. Yeah. I spend hours literally going through and being so careful and I'm doing the work for them, gathering all the paperwork they need and then they have the bloody audacity to lose it and put it in someone else's file. Yep. Yep, that's it. And they're getting paid yep. twice as much as I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like wow. crazy. Well, they, these people are, are, they're a joke. When I was, when my uh, oldest, uh, who just turned 40, when, when he was 18, he got oh. a bank account and they accidentally put 10,000 uh, demark what? on his account. Nice. <laughs> Hang I'm on, who, like who a star. The job hey. center? No, the bank. The bank? They put oh someone else's money on my son's account. No way. What happened then? Well, he told me about it when it was half spent. <laughs> oh my god like, no, you right? <laughs> and then they called me in and they said hey uh, we need you to sign this uh, paperwork uh, guaranteeing this loan for your son I said first of all you didn't ask my permission uh-huh. when you gave him an account you didn't ask me what I thought about it uh-huh. and you put the money on his account it's your mistake it's not mine Oh, crap. Right? And I told him that uh, it's their mistake, not his. And they, and they said, yeah, but he knew it wasn't his money and he spent it. And then I said, he's an 18-year-old boy. You guys are banks. You guys mm-hmm. are a bank. You know, you, you, you know better. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Right? And what, what was and their reaction? 
Well, uh, they they pressured him. They threatened him with uh, legal proceedings, which I told him that they didn't stand a chance, but he was afraid. So mm. it took him, what, almost 10 years, and he paid that shit back. Well, but there was a transition to the Eurozone, and at some point. Uh, at, at, the time, at the time, it was still... It was still, uh, let's see, he was 28. So, yeah, I guess uh, it, 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 he, it took him like 10 years to pay it back. He was 28 by the time he got paid back. I wonder if he had taken a legal counsel if he had actually won the case. I don't know. I, um, my, uh, his, his aunt, who worked in a bank, told him not to pay it. Yeah. She didn't work in that bank, but she worked in a bank, and she said it was their mistake. Definitely their mistake. And, and some guy was trying to cover his ass by making mm. my son responsible. That's awful. Yeah. Anyway, I think well, we've... At least he spent half of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're, we're done today. We're exhausted. Okay, cool. Great show, show. guys. Yeah, anyone's got anything to promote? Um, which is still on holiday, and it? Sabbatical. Say what now? You still have a sabbatical in ya? You got any gigs coming up? You ain't got no gigs at the moment, have you? <laughs> Shit, man. I did. They just cancelled another one yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus Christ. I hope you're going all right. We'll start a fundraiser for you, man. Save Butch. Hey. No, <laughs> dude, butch. dude, dude. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I, uh, my, my, my girl saves me, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's one thing. The good thing, good thing about Germans, man. When they, when they like you, man, they'll hook you up. That's one thing about Germans. I can't take that away from them. Yeah, yeah. we're all going to take care of each other here. Well, yeah. my no, my, my girl takes fantastic care of me, man. I mean, I've, <laughs> like, it's, 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 so, it's so strange. It's, this, this is a new experience for me because it's like for the last, for the last uh, I would say, over 40 years, I've been married, you know, in two different, two different marriages. And for 40 years, I've been pulling the wagon. Well... Uh, this it's a new experience right now. I'm riding in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Huh? Yeah, I, I am. She, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, yesterday she, uh, I, uh, the doorbell rang, mm-hmm. and there was the this delivery, mm-hmm. this fucking gigantic uh, grill smoker. I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she uh, she gave it to me uh, because she she said she wanted me to enjoy. My birthday is not till August, but she gave it to me as a birthday present. She said, "Yeah, but if I waited to give it to you till the end of August, the grill season would be over." Yeah, yeah that's it, true. Yeah, that's true. So she, I mean, I mean, that's kind of shit she does, man. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, this cool. Very nice surprise. Totally, totally super expensive fucking thing, you know, for you. Because I love you. It's like, damn. Aww. That's really damn. sweet. That's really yeah, sweet. She's, that's that's the kind of girl she is. That's the yeah. kind of girl Lucky she is. Man. Lucky man. Th- that's right. why I'm saying I'm 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 okay. I don't need a fundraiser. Okay, you know? you're not gonna get one then. All right, then. Tag it, tag it. <laughs> All we'll do is say goodbye to you now then. <laughs> okay, bye guys. All right, see you later, guys, man. Love oh, and if you like the and hair grease, yeah, and if you like the podcast, share it and pass it around, and um, yeah, definitely a like and get the app too. Don't forget the app. See you later, guys. Peace. Yeah. Okay, bye. Well, like I said, dude, you get you get the app on an Apple. <laughs> not yet, not yet, but it's coming soon. 
Yeah. Say that. I, 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 I'm waiting. All right. All right. So let's do this again, man. Yeah, next week, uh, Tuesday, probably. I'll let you know Tuesday. All right. Or next Saturday, earliest. Yeah, Saturday's good for me. Okay, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye.